Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Barron. Hey, Mr. K. Lil <laughs> Barron. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Oh, good. So, me too. Good, good. It's a good day it for is a sure. Good day. Hey, I want to touch on a topic today and I want to say this before I say anything at all. <laughs> I just want to have this disclaimer. Don't shoot the messenger. Okay. Don't shoot the messenger. I found this article. Okay. Eat this, not that. Uh, It's called, is diet Coke bad for you? A review of the evidence. Now, are you a diet Coke drinker? No. Yeah. I don't do diet. I didn't think that you were. Diet Dr. Dr. Pepper. Okay. So it's. In, in the context, the in the context of the article, it's the same thing. <laughs> yes. And I know there are lots of people that really yeah. love their diet coke. Oh, I, yeah. I personally don't like it, but that that's just me. But I know there's right. a lot of people that do. But when you're choosing which soda to drink, mm-hmm. you might think to yourself that a sugar-free or a mm-hmm. calorie-free option like diet coke would be healthier. Yeah, you would it, think it makes sense, you know, considering the havoc that sugar can wreak. <laughs> On your overall health, right? So research published in Nutrients, which is a magazine for, you know, medical um, articles earlier this year concluded that people who consume high amounts of added sugar, Mm -hmm. especially from sugar sweetened beverages are at a greater risk of several health conditions, including the things that you would think of obesity, diabetes, hypertension, cardiovascular disease, not to mention that sugar can be bad for your teeth as well. So, so you're thinking, okay, I'm going to avoid all of that. And I'm going to just go with the diet option. Right. right? It's fair to say that I think most of us aren't really drinking soda for the health benefits. (laughs) Right. True. But some of us might think that we're doing less harm to our health for by opting for a lower calorie soda like a Diet Coke instead of a fully sugared version. But as is often the case, (laughs) commercial food and beverage products marketed as quote unquote healthier options come with their own baggage and health consequences. We all know this, right? Yes, yes. As an example, the artificial sweeteners found in Diet Coke are calorie free. Mm but that doesn't mean necessarily that they're better for you. Right. So according to a 2017 study published in the American Heart Association's journal Stroke. Now how's that for <laughs> how's that for some great, you know, engaging reading? Let's I'm pick up my copy of Stroke and have a have a, you know, a relaxing evening reading Stroke. Anyway, <laughs> the artificial sweeteners in diet sodas really can skyrocket your risk for heart disease, stroke and dementia. Oh. And those are three of the top 10 causes of death in America. So something to consider. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think most of us probably recognize the heart disease, maybe even the stroke. But dementia was Uh, one that caught my attention there. Besides upping your risk for chronic diseases, drinking Diet Coke can also damage your kidneys and negatively impact your gut microbiome. And we've been talking, you know, for the last couple of years about the microbiome inside of our gut. A 2017 study found an association between diet soda consumption and an elevated risk of kidney disease. In addition, the artificial sweeteners in Diet Coke were found to negatively affect gut health and increase the risk of obesity, diabetes, metabolic syndrome. That's according to a 2019 study published in Advances in Nutrition. Hmm. So, Some health risks there, right? (laughs) Diet Coke, like any other food or drink, is processed by the kidneys, Mm -hmm. and large amounts of diet soda have been connected to kidney damage and disease. This is due to high phosphorus and synthetic ingredients 
passing through the kidneys. That's what the experts say. Mm-hmm. Also, Diet Coke changes the gut's microbiome and exacerbates the inflammatory response in the body. The artificial nature of the ingredients in Diet Coke makes it moderately inflammatory and the changes to the gut made by artificial sweeteners also exacerbate that inflammation throughout our entire body. Wow. So we've been hearing quite yeah, a bit about yeah. inflammation as well over the last few years. Um, did you also know though, like if that's not enough, that artificial sweeteners <laughs> encourage overeating? Oh, did you know that? No, I didn't. So Diet Coke may be free in and of itself of sugar and calories, but that's about as far as the health benefits huh. go to deliver its sweet taste without any sugar. Each can of Diet Coke contains roughly fit to, excuse me, 200 milligrams of the artificial sweetener, uh, aspartame, aspartame, aspartame. Aspartame. Let's go with that. Yeah. Which is approximately 200 times sweeter than table sugar. Hmm. So in 2013, a study published in Trends in Endocrinology and Metabolism, Hmm. researchers concluded that artificial sweeteners like aspartame have the counterintuitive effect of promoting weight gain and increasing the risk of chronic disease due to their impact on metabolism as well as hunger. So the experts say that artificial sweeteners are connected with overeating, especially later in the day, the glucose insulin response they cause can create higher cravings for later meals and potentially overeating. This along with changes in the gut have connected Diet Coke to higher rates of type two diabetes and other chronic diseases as well. It's not good news no, that for Diet Coke out there. No, it's not. So many bad things. There's a little bit more. Do you want more? No, no. (laughs) What about shoot the messenger? (laughs) Here's a question I think is a fair question. Ladies, call me if you want me. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a safe amount of Diet Coke to drink? That's a fair question, right? Yeah, it is fair. I think the experts say it's best to avoid sodas, diet or otherwise. Yeah. But drinking a moderate amount of diet soda can be safe for most individuals. So if you can't resist sipping soda, if it's something that you need, it's recommended that you not go overboard and keep your intake to around one or two cans per day at the most. Oh, so oh, I'm I saying. see a little bit of hope yes, in your eyes there. Because so, I might have one a week. <laughs> so ultimately, the big question is Diet Coke better for you than regular Coke? That's the question, right? Yeah. So let's not sugarcoat the facts, right? Neither regular nor diet sodas are healthy. We mm-hmm. recognize that. Well, diet Coke is associated with the laundry list of adverse health outcomes. Good old fashioned Coca-Cola has its own health baggage as well. Since regular Coke is sweetened with sugar, it's high in empty calories that can spike your blood sugar, contribute to weight gain and increase blood pressure. So ultimately when it comes to choosing between regular and diet Coke, it's a matter of just pick your poison. Like really? either one of them are good for you. But the answer to whether Diet Coke is bad for you uh, isn't really black and white. Considering the artificial ingredients used in diet and regular sodas, it can be assumed that any diet is better without diet soda. Yes. That's just the overall yeah. assumption. However, if you're choosing between regular or diet soda, the diet option might be better since regular soda is higher in calories and the negative health effects that are associated with more chronic conditions and higher mortality rates. So no one is saying that either option is good for you. Neither of them are health foods, but if you have to have one, maybe the diet leans just a little bit. This is according to some of the research Mm -hmm. that's out there right now. Of course, that research can change. Right, right. Right. Anyway, something to consider, especially during the holiday season, right? 
Yeah. Today's guest. Good thing I don't have a gun. Yeah. <laughs> Today's guest <laughs> is one of our amazing athletes and on top of that, one of our incredible sports directors. Yeah. Jean Bulatow has competed at the games for nine years in the sport of table tennis and has been our director for the past few years mm-hmm. as well. Jean, welcome to the show. Yes, Jean. Hi, Kyle. Hi, Will. Thank you for having me on. Hey, thank you. We're uh, looking forward to having an opportunity to chat with you for just a little bit. So nine years playing table tennis at the Huntsman World Senior Games. That's awesome. Yeah, that's ever since I turned 50. I played my first year I could. And I actually helped out at the desk a few years before that, before I was even eligible to kind of register for the games. So yeah, I've been there a while and uh, it's been great. That's awesome. That I love awesome. it. I love that you were able to volunteer yeah. and be connected. And then when the opportunity presented itself, you jumped right in and took advantage of it. Yeah. I, I want to visit with you. I want to talk with you and get some stories and experiences about the sport, about um, an, be, being an athlete of the games, being a sports director. Before that, though, I want to ask the um, elephant in the room question. <laughs> is it ping pong or is it table tennis? <laughs> Depends on who you talk to. Uh, <laughs> For me, I pretty much play a, a mixed game, you could say, of ping pong table tennis because I tend to block the ball a lot and play slow balls. I use what they call pips, which a lot of players hate, a lot of players love. Um, so ping pong would be really defined for the old game of table tennis where people played always with a pip paddle. And table tennis, most players who play a much spinnier game would call it table tennis, but Really, it's interchangeable. So so what's a pip? Help us understand that. Uh, smooth rubber is one surface covering of a paddle, and the pips are where it's turned over. And so it's basically when you have smooth rubber, the, the little pippy things are on the inside. So it's okay. like you would see a lot of, I don't know if you've ever seen an old-fashioned table tennis paddle, where you see a lot of bumps on the surface. Yeah. That would be pips. Okay. And they come in different formulas, long, short, medium, and some are very, very deceptive. Okay. So, so is there is there any rule against using them or requiring you to use different surfaces on your paddle? Uh, generally speaking, for most tournaments, there is not. For most tournaments, you can use as long as the surface you're using, which there are hundreds, maybe thousands of different ones you can buy. Um, they have to be on a document called the LARC, which is a document put out by the ITTF. So this is a list of all the approved coverings. Um, hard bat, which is a completely different game, but we do play it at Huntsman. So right. we have a lot of players love to play hard bat. Um, they have only a list of 10 or 11 surface coverings that you can use, and that's found on hard bat's website. But yeah, it's very intricate and it's very hard to play the different styles because other sports, you maybe have just a few different types of uh, bats or bats and things that you can use. But table tennis, there are thousands of variations. So many variations. And it really comes down to the athlete's preference. It does. And then you have to defend against that, depending yeah. on you know how that affects the spin of the ball and the bounce and things like that, right? You do. And it creates a different type of game. So sometimes you watch some players playing and they absolutely look fantastic they have a great spinny game then you see somebody come along who's playing with a different surface like pips 
And all of a sudden you see that game changing to where there's now a lot of chopping going on. So it really creates a very nice game to watch when you see different surfaces being used. So I have a friend that um, plays table tennis and he was here this year to play. And I learned about pips because he hates them. <laughs> he hates <laughs> <There you go. laughs> I didn't yeah. understand what it meant, but yeah. now I do. Now like, he hated them. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to train against them. If you don't play players yeah. who play with different types of surfaces, you go to a tournament, you're lost. Yeah. That's it really helps to play everybody. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, that, that is one thing that uh, I am I am really, really bad at table tennis. <laughs> um, to, me, to me, the difference in table tennis and ping pong is the skill level. And that's probably just a personal <laughs> definition that I use. But I don't even play ping pong. Like I'm, I'm that bad. But I do remember one time I was I was going to play my brother. We were younger, not kids, but we were younger. And uh, we were playing the, you know, ping for serve. You know how you serve it. And you say P-I-N-G and then you go for it. And yeah. whoever wins that gets to serve first. And I was kind of holding my own through the P and the I and the N and the G. And then he won the serve, which was fine. But then he started to actually, you know, put spin on it. And <laughs> he was pipping. Then you. it was like, now I remember why I hate playing sports with you. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, you know, it's like when people start to play. Generally speaking, people start getting more and more and more competitive the more yeah. they play. So. When people's level starts getting higher or they start going to clubs, you will see a lot of people getting lessons, even even players that come to, t- to Huntsman and those players are in their 80s. They're still got getting lessons. They still yeah. have a coach. It's uh, it's the rare person, I think, who comes to plays tournaments who does not at least go have a few lessons before they go to the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's something to that. You know, I, I think for a lay person to think, Oh, uh, an athlete at a very high level already knows everything and doesn't need a coach. But, but if you think about it, like, you know, the players at the, at the, you know, the big three, the major league baseball, NBA, uh, NFL players, like they, they have coaches, right. They have personal trainers Mm -hmm. And uh, I know that a lot of our athletes in table tennis and outside of table tennis utilize coaches and there's always something new to learn. And if nothing else, someone observing your, your style or your techniques can always be improved upon. So um, th- that makes a lot of sense to me. And I think uh, just, just, it's just going to help you in the long right. run to have somebody else with your back trying to help you out. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you have a coach or do you coach yourself, Jean? No, I have a coach. You have a coach. Okay. <laughs> so generally speaking, before I went to the games this year, I went every Saturday and spent a few hours with a coach. Um, I haven't been since the games, but I do plan right after Christmas starting going to a coach again. Yeah, it definitely awesome. makes you sharper. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I want to ask you this. You've been involved in table tennis for years, um, you know, and and enjoyed the sport. What what do you think is the appeal? Like we have a lot of sports that uh, people would look at and say, um, I, I recognize that it's a sport. I know there's people that are really good at it. It's not really for me, but I think at one point or another, almost everybody has picked up yeah. a, a ping pong paddle or a table yeah. tennis paddle and just had fun playing the game. What what do you think? How do you attribute that? Um, for me personally, I started playing when I was 45, like properly playing. And at that point, I went and got a coach. Before that, I wasn't very interested in it. And Joe played, though, for years and years. Joe being your um, husband. Yeah. And he's yeah. played since he was very young. 
Yeah. Um, when I started playing, I realized how much fun it was. Now, I was literally being pummeled at the table. I would <laughs> I would play some guys at the club and they would beat me 11-0 regularly. Um, but that changed. Now, now those same guys, I beat. It's because of the oh. pips, right? Uh, it the is. pips and, and your you're, practice and your skill level with the pips, right? <laughs> That's definitely a part of it. <laughs> but um, it, it's fun. And, and the more you play, the more you want to play. So and, and you start getting competitive when you start getting good. And I think this is true for almost every player. The You know, you start winning points and then after a while you start winning games perhaps and then matches and and then you just competitiveness takes over and you want to play it yeah. gets exciting yeah. right it gets yes. exciting yes so obviously you've competed at the Huntsman World Senior Games uh, you know you had some success there do you do you play in a lot of other tournaments outside of the games or how does that work for your schedule I don't. I literally, the only tournament I've played for the past five, six, seven years has been Huntsman. And um, it's because I love Huntsman. <laughs> I'm there. Uh, I'm we, working, we, so. we, we love you as well. Right. And we love that you choose us. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Huntsman is a different type of tournament. We find that we see a lot of skill level. There are there are lower skills, there are higher skills, and um, people go out to the table to play their match, and this includes me. And you're very serious while you're playing that game. But as soon as that game is over, it's hugs and smiles and everybody's friends again, and that's what we love to see. Yeah. And we see that so much here oh, at the yeah. games. That's one of the real appeals, I think. Um, obviously, it's a sporting event. and. Yes. Yeah. If you're if you're not coming to compete, then you know maybe you're missing uh, an opportunity there. So I think people do come; they want to do their best. They don't want to be embarrassed. They they want to practice. They want to work up to it. They want to do their best. They want to do their best for sure. I think that's that's real. Um, yes. But you're right, Gene. There is something special. Uh, I think here at the games, and I think really just kind of generally throughout masters and senior sports. Um, but certainly here at the games mm-hmm. where there is just that, that good camaraderie friendship. Let me, let me show you what I do and see if that helps you. Will you show me what you do and see if that helps me? We see that across the board, certainly in table tennis, other sports as well. And I think that comes, I don't know, may, maybe with a little maturity, yeah. maybe with um, a little more life experience, but we love that that is one of the important aspects of the Huntsman World Senior Games. Right. And I will tell you that if you look at the list of players that come to Huntsman, we see the same players coming back year after year, unless they've had some catastrophic life event or have to go to a wedding or whatnot. They they want to come to Huntsman. And when we check the USATT ratings, which people have to have a USATT membership, a lot That's of USA times, Table Tennis, for those that don't know, USA Table Tennis that you're talking about. Yeah, thank you, Kyle. And when we check those, a lot of times we do see that that player has not played any tournament since last year's Huntsman. Mm. So they're literally playing Huntsman and not playing other tournaments. They're playing, but they're not involved in competition, but they love to come to Huntsman. Yeah. 
Well, again, I think there's something special about yeah. that feeling of being here and seeing old friends and just kind of that family reunion aspect as well. Yes. Um, I want to, I want to ask you, Jean, you've been involved for a long time, for years at the games. Do you have a favorite memory that stands out, whether it's table tennis related or the opening ceremonies or anything else? Like what stands out to you over your, over the years that you've participated in the Huntsman World Senior Games? You know, I know we're not doing socials now, but there was a few years back, right before COVID, we had one of our socials. And in that year, we decided to do a sing-along, oh. right? So so we had a band and the band did the music and we had the words of all the songs on the tables and we had all the players sing along. So um you know that song, uh, Chattahoochee? Oh, Chattahoochee. Uh-huh. right. So we were we were singing that song, and literally half the women in the room got up and started dancing. <laughs> <laughs> so it was absolutely the best night because our social was on Monday night, and then Tuesday comes along, and Tuesday there is nothing but chatter about, and it wasn't competition chatter. They were just all chattering about all the women getting up and dancing and having so (laughs) much fun. So it made the whole games work so friendly from there on. It was like everybody talked to everybody. What a great memory. Yeah, that is a great great memory. And uh, once again, I think we see that uh, across the board. And, you know, the social aspect is so important to us at the World Senior Games because our mission uh, that our founder, John mm-hmm. Morgan, gave us is to foster worldwide peace, health, and friendship. And yeah. so we look for opportunities to do that through the competitive aspect of the sports mm-hmm. and the interaction that you see on your field of competition, whether that's in a swimming pool or a softball field or at a, at a table on a table tennis match. Um, certainly there's an element of sociality that goes along with that, yeah. but we also really love having those other outside of the field of competition opportunities. So for years, we had these socials gene that you're referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, our format has changed a little bit now to uh, our friendship festival, yeah. which we launched this year for the first time ever. We have our opening ceremonies, our concert and celebration, and there are just many, many opportunities to get together yeah. and socialize and connect and create those really lifelong bonds of friendship yeah. that uh, that carry us throughout the year. And yeah. w- again, we just love, we love being a part of that. Yeah. We love being a part of that. Um, Jean, we've only got about a minute and a half left. Um, what, what would you say to somebody who you mentioned already that a lot of our athletes are repeats, they come back year after year, but what would you say to somebody who has heard of the games, but hasn't been yet? How would you, you know, encourage them to be a part of it? I would tell them to come to St. George. St. George is beautiful. You can go see parks. You can go to national parks close by. You can go to Tuacon. But while you're there, you can play and you can play very high level players. Our level has been increasing year after year. Um, You can enjoy the camaraderie. And uh, once you've been there once, you will come back again. The big thing we have heard is that Huntsman is the best two-star tournament in the country. And I will absolutely agree with that any day. Oh, that's awesome. That is we, awesome. We appreciate that. That's a, that's a great uh, endorsement. Yes, it is. And uh, it feels good. 
Well, Jean, let me just say to you, thank yes. you so much for your help and for your work. Um, it, there's so much that goes on that people don't get to see right. behind the scenes, mm-hmm. uh, not only during the competition, which there's plenty of that, yeah. that goes on behind <laughs> the scenes, but leading up to and even after. I mean, we meet with you multiple times throughout the year, both before as well as after. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's lots of organization and putting people in the right places and the right ratings and you know, tracking those registrations. There's so much that goes into it. And you and your team, your entire team, uh, we're so grateful to yes. you and for you. And we want to thank you and wish you the very best. And we look forward to continuing to working with you yes. uh, as we go forward, Jean. So thanks so much. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Lil. You bet. I look right. forward we'll, to talking to you again. <laughs> absolutely. We'll see you before, but absolutely next October as well. Okay. Yes. Yes. Good stuff. Good. Yeah. yeah. Jean, Jean and her team really do a yeah. phenomenal job. They run a great, great table yeah. tennis event. And, I, and, it, and it shows with people yeah, coming back year yeah. after year. And I watched it this year. Yeah. It was fun it's to see. High I level play. Right. Yeah. High level play. Ton, I couldn't play that. <laughs> Just a couple of things to remind people to wrap us up here. Now is a great time to visit SeniorGames.net, yeah. which is our website. If you're wondering how the games went, one of the best places to get an overall picture is to look through the results, and all yeah. the results are available for all sports on our website. We're also putting together the finishing touches on our official results book, yes. so athletes, uh, watch for that in the mail over the mm-hmm. next several weeks. Uh, in addition, on our website, we've got 15 different kind of news-style broadcast. Mm-hmm video pieces that are there. If you're wondering about the games, if you want to understand some of the sports, or if you want to relive some of the memories of the games, uh, check that out. It's also all available at seniorgames.net. We want to remind you to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show and turn it into a podcast, and you can subscribe pretty much Mm -hmm. anywhere the podcasts are found. Uh, you can also give us a rating or write a review that helps us spread the word. So please feel free to do that. And then you can, of course, find this and previous shows right on our website. Once again, SeniorGames.net. So check that out. Today's inspirational thought. Okay. Sometimes we're tested not to show our weaknesses, but to discover our strengths. Yeah. Until next Thursday, stay active. Yeah.